Hello and welcome to the Hitomi stand here at IBC in Amsterdam. We've got a lovely colourful set because I'm going to show you a simulation of a broadcast, a live broadcast, coming from two different countries. Two different countries with different cameras looking at the same reporter. Yes, it's going to be me and then somebody else who looks exactly like me in two different countries at the same time. Yeah, it's a simulation, a bit of fun. But seriously, if you've got two different countries, you're going to have two different cameras and different latencies coming back from those cameras. So I'm going to show you that with an impossible clapperboard. If you have a look at my screen there, I've got the two camera outputs. Camera one is looking at the astrological clock in Prague. Let's just assume that's uh, uh, in the Czech Republic there, hence the flag. In London, we have Big Ben. London, Big Ben, okay? And I'm gonna show you just a difference in timing. This couldn't happen in the real world because you need an enormous clapperboard to span uh, two different uh, cities, but have a look. You see it claps on the right before the left. It's because the timings are different. But how much by? You can't put somebody in a country the way I've done it, so we need some, another way of doing it. Matchbox Glass is effectively an electronic clapperboard. It works on an iPhone or an iPad, and the app is completely free. You can download it right now, get your iPhone out or your iPad, and search for Matchbox Glass on the App Store. We don't need any registration, we don't take any personal details, you just download it and it works. You can put in whatever text you like, such as camera two, whatever you need to identify your shot. What happens is, if you look at the area here, we get a purple flash. That is the start of a video sequence. Inside the QR code, there's data. And part of that data is the time of day, okay? The iPhone or the iPad gets its time of day either from the cellular network, if it's an iPhone, or in our case here on the booth, it's just getting it from Wi-Fi from our little local area. Once it knows the time of day, it can send the time of day in shot down to our analyzer at the other end. The analyzer knows the time of day from a local NTP or a PTP server. It doesn't have to be on the internet, it can just be your local network. As long as it's got a time source, most trucks will have a, a GPS lock source, it will know the time, okay? All right, so we're sending time of day in shot, which allows our analyzer to work out the latency. Very simple. If you have a look closely here, camera two has a delay of 72 milliseconds. Whereas camera one, over there, much longer latency. Maybe it's because it's been encoded and compressed. 349 milliseconds. Now what I can't do is make the slow camera any faster, but I can take the fast camera and add some delay to it. So I'm gonna do a quick calculation. Was that 349? Oh, helps if you turn your calculator on. 349 minus 71, 278 milliseconds. So I've got a frame synchronizer here, which is not our product. Most facilities will have a frame synchronizer and the ability to add some delay. I'm gonna put in 278 milliseconds of delay onto my fast camera to get it to match up with the other one. It's a completely live system. So if we have a look here, 349, 350, they're within a millisecond. 
to prove that it was nicely timed up, I'm going to get my impossible clapper board again, which can span two cities. Have a look on the screen. I think you'll agree that's nicely co-timed. Not only does it look right by eye, but you've got proof, you've got evidence in hard numbers that those cameras are perfectly synced, yeah? You can stop arguing about, well, I think that one's ahead, I think that one's behind. There's the evidence, move on. And what we're gonna move on to now is the more important thing of lip sync. This is what Hitomi's famed for. Okay, I'm gonna turn on the speaker and do a little piece to camera as if I was a roving reporter. So, so we have we lined up, up both, both our cameras, cameras. but, but oh, dear. oh dear, the consequence of putting, putting in some delay, delay means that means we've got to mess with the lip sync. Oh, oh dear. dear, it doesn't, it doesn't, right, right, doesn't, doesn't sound right, does it? But is but the audio ahead? Is the audio behind? And by how much? Do you want to have a guess? Most people, when they guess, get it wrong, to be honest. All right, the answer is to measure that's what we're going to do now. You hear that chirp? That's data in the audio. We've put data in picture, and now we're putting data in sound. The data in sound has also got a timing element to it. It means that our analyzer can work out exactly what's happened to that sound along the way and how much the sync is out by. And sure enough, the audio was ahead by 183 milliseconds. Now that's not much, but audio ahead is not something we're used to in the real world. In the real world, you always see and then you hear. The speed of light is faster than the speed of sound. So thunder and lightning, you see the lightning and then you count your numbers and then you hear the thunder, yeah? And you say, oh, it's that far away. Similarly, if I was to shout at you from the other side of the hall and say, hello, you'd see me do this and then you'd make an adjustment as a person, you'd say, oh, he's over there. You'd expect just a short while later to hear the sound. Humans are really good at doing that. But what humans are not used to is hearing before you see it. It just doesn't happen in the real world. It's impossible, it's physically impossible. But in television land, unfortunately, it happens far too often. There's more and more processing going on on video than there is on audio, and the two take a separate path. If the delay has not been compensated for with the audio, you get the audio ahead, and that's why it looks and sounds awful. It was only 183 milliseconds, but that's enough to screw with our brains. All right, let's fix it. I'm now going to add 183 milliseconds of delay to the audio. There we go. The system is measuring all the time, and you'll see it's gone to zero. That should be nicely in sync. Now look what happens if I move my microphone a very short distance. It's gone up. It was zero and it's gone up to four. I've got a ruler on the wall here. I've moved it from my one foot position to the four foot position. To prove that I'm not, oh, and it's gone up by three, yeah? I've moved it three feet. The speed of sound is approximately one millisecond per foot. And I've moved it three feet, it's changed by three. To prove that I'm not cheating, I'm gonna move it back. There we go, and you should see that go back to zero. Indeed it does. 
The system is very accurate. It's so accurate you can use a microphone as a ruler. Now this is a noisy environment here at the stand at IBC and there's lots of people going past, but our system's still measuring. It's very, very robust. And as I say, so accurate that you can use it as a ruler. Final proof of the pudding, I'm gonna do a piece to camera again. Turn on the speaker. I'll get back into shot. So we've lined up both our cameras. We measured that there was a lip sync error and we knew exactly how much it was, so we could correct for it. Not only have we corrected for it, we've got the evidence that it is absolutely spot on. And I think you'll agree, looking and listening, it's much, much more comfortable, much more natural when the lip sync's right. Indeed, it is right. We've got perfect timing.